and three. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of uh, Saints Network Radio. And um, we are just freshly back from a European, not European vacation. Look, kids, there's Big Ben. But um, from some very productive and powerful ministry in the nation of Belgium. And it feels like it feels like Dallas is trying to compete with Belgian weather here today. It's uh, it's cold and rainy, but we're really thankful to be back home, aren't we? Yes, I know. When we when we met up with the Benishans, it was very cold, and <coughs> they asked Sylvie asked if it was cold in Dallas, and it had been cold off and on in Dallas prior to our going and and I said yes it's actually been very cold and she she pulls up her weather app and she said let's see how cold it really is (laughs) let's see if it's really cold and of course when she pulled it up I think it was like 70 degrees in Dallas and she said oh Monica that's not cold so this morning I was sitting in my chair and I pulled up the weather app to see what was going to happen and at like nine this morning, there was a snowflake on the hour. So I I I, I photo I, I I took a photo of it and I sent it to her and I said, Sylvie, is this cold? <laughs> I said we're supposed to have snowflakes at nine a.m. this morning, and she 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 agreed that that was cold. Yeah. Now for, for the Floridians, that's a blizzard. That's true. Might have to cancel the beach walk. <laughs> oh, never. Oh, never. No, man, I think that's probably true. You just have to get be bundled up. Fiery hail. There's probably something in the Bible that says, Yea, the Lord hurled fiery hail upon them. But the saints in Florida continue to pursue the work of God. The strange thing, though, about Texas weather is that it was, it was probably like close to 70 degrees yesterday morning. And throughout the day, it was in the, I think, 60s and... Maybe, maybe seventy. I don't know. And then it can just drop like a. It can just drop so drastically within hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's true. We just go in and out of winter, summer, winter, summer. But it feels definitely feels like winter today. Yeah, it's pretty brisk out there today. But uh, that's it for the weather. <laughs> and coming up next is Mark Burke with your sports report. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, them guys is laying it on them. Uh, we hope everybody's doing well wherever the Lord has planted you, and we sincerely want to thank you for interceding um, for this this ministry to the saints in Belgium. And uh, I will I will tell you that God is doing some wonderful things there, and we're so grateful for the privilege of having uh, been able to minister at Pastor Allen's church in Verviers. And there we uh, we also met another pastor who came to uh, an evening meeting. And um, I, I was just very thankful for the way God is evolving the work of intercession there. Uh, Allen and Colette have been very dear and cherished friends for a great number of years 
and um, they believe God for a for a mighty move there in their city. And um, it was great to see how uh, how the Spirit is moving. Um, we also were incredibly blessed to be in Tournai and um, to be able to to see um, Pastor Barbez and um, to be able to see uh, a number of our saints from various outposts, uh, prayer groups, um, representatives. Uh, it was it was just really a, a wonderful it was a wonderful thing and um, God God moved. I, I was so blessed on Saturday morning and when we had first Saturday prayer with the, the Belgians. And um, you want to talk though, this was this was this is amazing. It was so cold. Uh, that floor was freezing cold, and we laid there, but the, you could just be warmed by the, the power of hearing all those voices being lifted to God, and um, I, I was, I was uh, really thankful for, for that, and the word that came, the fivefold word that came was, it's going to be interesting to hear the synopsis of the fivefolds from our Saints Network um, that was, uh, of course, first Saturday submissions are pouring in, I'm sure, but it'll be interesting to see how those line up with what God was saying to these these folks in Tournai. Um, but we thank you for praying. God, God gave us uh, just health and strength and protection and travel and favor. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's it. There's an awareness that the Spirit has picked things up and has stirred up and is pressing things uh, ahead very quickly. But with that, uh, it it's it's good to know that our saints' family is standing with us because. You know, it's it's our mission from the Lord. It's not, oh, you know, that's summer of Peter, summer of Paul, summer of Apollos. But um, that'd be a, na- a good name for a book, the summer of Apollos. It could be summer of Apollos or some are of Apollos. Um, or we could do Apollosikos. You know, that could be the... Apollosikos. <laughs> 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 Uh, there's too many syllables in yeah, there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How do you say that? What do you mean? Oh, you mean Apollosikos. Uh, no, that sounds better. If you use it, if you say it with a French accent, well, it sounds much better. Yeah, but everything uh, sounds better that's with my, a French accent. That's my crazy French accent, which always sets Sylvie to giggling. But uh, I do not understand this giggling uh, to laughing. Um, but anyway, thank you for prayer. And... Um, we look forward now to the end of this year. <coughs> we look forward to what God's going to do in the new year of wisdom. And uh, we're very excited about it. Yeah, it, it really, and, and I've talked about this before, and there's, it's no big s- s- 
secret surprise that going going to different places throughout the world and and praying on that first Saturday is just thrilling to me because I know first of all I feel the pleasure of our father I feel he he finds great delight and pleasure and his children his sons and daughters gathering together at his throne on behalf of of what he's doing and and to be there in Belgium after so many years I was I mean I was thinking about the first time and, and I don't remember the first time we actually went into Belgium um, what year that was I remember the team I remember the destination but it and it was different but then we began to have national seminaries there at seminaries seminar seminars there at the OM Center we did that for what a good five six seven years and and we had different groups of people that would come and be a part of that weekend of prayer and teaching um, but now it, it just seems like the Lord is really solidifying the saints in Belgium into a point of 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 really um, of identity mm-hmm. and 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 so much of that revolves around our intercession together as the body and so you know last year when the Lord said he he pulled us out of doing that national seminar there in um, Brussels which was kind of bittersweet because I think that we all have a lot of good memories from going in there to that campsite <laughs> but um but now he's just he's just being more precise I guess because that's what was necessary to actually I think um, solidify the identity of the saints there in Belgium and and I'm just so thankful for Alan and Colette and for Francoise and for those you know the prayer groups that are that have been so faithful over the years to stand and to pray and for Pastor Michelle and and Robbie and their congregation they are a part of us and and it's you know I think the first time we actually went into their church I think their oldest son is what 12 and the first time we went into their church I stayed with his daughter and and he was a baby like he was like less than a year old he was an infant and so it's been that many years since we've been going in a not God's, every year yeah yeah his grandbaby now he's almost six feet tall i mean he's very very tall and so i you realize how many years that so many of us have been going in there and sowing seed and and really laboring but but i just really we really saw the manifestation of the fruit of of the seeds that have been planted by so many of our saints that have invested themselves there and that just absolutely thrills me because I know that that they are standing and so much of the message that we brought you know we we really felt it was significant that we we brought them alongside by speaking of 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 the things um, so many of the things of what God has been speaking to us from the pulpit now they don't speak English and so to have it all translated there was beautiful but to be able to talk about grace and about the many different dimensions of grace that the Lord has been just pouring out to us and to talk about wisdom and transitioning into this year um, into this year of wisdom and then having a time of intercession really where both of those um, are a priority and a focus a focus it really did bring us into a point of alignment with the saints there, and 
I'm just really thankful. And I'm kind of rambling here, but I it's just probably a little jet lag, so No, it's uh it's jet lag. It's good to it's good to talk about these things because <laughs> you know, honestly, I I can just say this. I mean, you go into places and you see patterns of the way God moves. And, um, uh, you know, I remember we used to have meetings at uh, at uh, the Carrefour in Montelimar. And you'd go away from there thinking, oh, yeah, we had all these fireworks. But, you know, you'd think, okay, this is fine, but something further needs to happen. And through that, you had the the beginnings of the galvanizing of people who'd be willing to pray and of course we met the Benichons and God moved them into the position that they fill but um, when we'd go into Belgium I'd always leave thinking you know some good things happen but you know we we really need to establish these these gaps of prayer because just coming and seeing you know, seeing people come together was fine, but every weekend there's some ministry that's coming in there doing that. So to see people praying and to see the the embrace of diversities of tongues and to see uh, an alignment is is really a miraculous thing. And and I guess that that takes. I say it takes time. Um, it it didn't really seem to take time in Brazil, but it certainly has taken time um, in in the the initial forays in building prayer groups, and so um, I'm I'm very glad to join you in in giving thanks to the Lord for what He's established. Yeah, and it's so much of, of really the message, I guess the reality. Because you realize if you listen to anything in the church today, I mean, you realize that, you know, this nematocos language that we speak is, <laughs> it, it it's not the norm language for the church. And to be able to go into a church like that and speak about grace to speak about the heart of the Lord that, that, you know, grace and supplication and what that means, um, that you're partnering with with the Lord in his heart for something on his heart, that you're, you're tapping into a need or a supply or something like that, and then you're partnering with him in grace to see the fulfillment of it, and then to apply it to not only them as a body— but to the individuals that are there and 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 also just to be able to talk very frankly about opposition and about um things that that come against that stand of grace and and to just speak very candidly about where we are and and the opposition and you know being seated at the table in the presence of our enemies and just the reality of this walk of the saint and then to have them respond with such an undeniable Yes, I am going to stand. Because that is not what's being preached in the general church. I mean, that's no big surprise, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, look, guys, this is hard. And and it, it requires all that you are, and it requires tremendous sacrifice. 
but the blessing and the favor and the grace of the Lord is 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 upon it and and it is it's it's the apex of our existence and to feel the 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 alignment you know just to feel that that people group just coming into that point of alignment with God's throne and for his with his purpose it was just uh, to me it was just really um, just something really a blessing to to be a part of so just keep praying pray for them because you know and this is typical when you go into a french speaking nation and forgive me for saying this but this is reality as well you know as many times as we heard it's very difficult you know it's just very difficult yes it's just very difficult you know almost to the point where it's impossible it's very difficult and and that's a propensity i think for so many people is to to focus on the difficulty and and yeah it is difficult but to be able to just herald the beauty and the power of god's grace and and as we embrace that grace embrace the grace um and begin to partner with it in our intercession he begins to pour out his wisdom and his timing and all the you know he reveal himself to us in that way and it's just it's such a positive um, point of moving forward so here i am rambling again (laughs) lord you were born (laughs) i I think it was kind of funny that um um when pastor michelle would get up usually after a message he would get up and then (coughs) for a few minutes he he'd kind of reiterate the message which was good because it showed he was listening some pastors we've gone into their place and they they disappear and then they emerge back at the end and you think hmm how was your nap you know or how was the wine but uh he was there and the, one of the things that he said after every service after every message was that it was it was formidable <laughs> formidable the teaching was formidable and and I thought, man, I've never, I've never heard anybody say that the message of the saints was formidable. But uh, I guess it really is. And um, so we're thankful for the favor of the Lord and for what He allowed to accomplish. And we'll look forward to what's uh, what's coming uh, in 2020, 2020, which will soon be upon us. Hard to imagine. Yeah, but let's don't get there yet. There's too much to do. Too much to do. <laughs> too much to do. Yeah. So, um, it's it's wonderful, though, to... The most important thing is to sense the the advance of, of God's timetable in the heavens. And what is afforded us in intercession, uh, we've from, from, from step to step been blessed abundantly. But I think in the midst of that, of those blessings early on, you know, there were so many majestic, mighty things, dare I say formidable things, that God was allowing all of us to do and experience in the spirit realm early on that one thing that we were bereft of was uh, experience 
and not that we made mistakes in the application, but I think sometimes we we did not recognize exactly what was going on, and we formed opinions based upon expectation and based upon emotion that really were counter to the timetable of God and really what what he what he was actually doing and we came to expect that you see what was happening early on was God was it was like a Pentecost thing it really was Mm -hmm. God was awakening his church God was releasing the identity of his church through diversities of tongues the development of the gifts of sonship and learning how to move in his timing God was awakening those things, and he was enforcing them with, um, with visitations, the angelic, partnering with the angelic. All of those things were being reestablished, <coughs> and um, God, was, God was really, it was a kingdom perspective because <laughs> he was setting the table for us, and he was allowing us as intercessors to speak into certain things that he was doing that we had no concept of. And in in many ways, we still don't. But I think many people came away from that not really recognizing what had happened and why it had happened and what dimension of the timetable of God we were were stepping into. And... um, um, I think over the years now, we've we've been privileged to walk with the Lord and learn a lot of things from His Word and from experience, and you can see patterns, you can see progressions, and um, there's been a an investment of maturity that was lacking at the very beginning, and. Uh, uh, and by that, I mean, you know, there were people that just thought that what was happening was just going to happen all the time in the way it was happening. And that's just not what God does. I mean, it's not in his word that he does that. You know, there are there are challenges like you were talking about. Um, it's it's going to cost you. It's going to be hard. It's going to be it, you're going to have to invest yourself. You're going to have to seek the Lord. Well, how does that equate with being together in a group and having angels flying in and people falling all over the place? And, you know, how does that equate? Isn't it always supposed to be the three ring, the no. three ring visitation? I'm glad it's not. <laughs> Personally, I mean, I'm glad it's not like that. I'm glad that there's, there's the, the, uh, there's the, there are the ways of God. Yeah, the demand His to press in. I mean, I'm glad there's the the pursuit. I'm glad that there's that He's taught us how to pursue Him in that way. Because if if it was always like that, what what would cause us to want to just keep pursuing His heart as opposed to His way, um, His His acts? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I and just, so. so yeah, you're, it's it's I mean, a difficult thing to say. You want, I mean, you want his presence, and and that's the most important thing, that that presence that comes through knowing him and and investing yourself in him and and communing with him and really um, making yourself 
It's like it's like that song that Leonard Jones sings. It says, "Of all the places that you chose to live, you chose to live in me." And I think about that about the reality of the spirit of God living within us and us cultivating that spirit of the Lord through our relationship with him. And then then you think about Jesus and about how he's walking through that crowd of people. And he's not doing some big bombastic healing session. He's walking through a crowd of people and that woman with the issue of blood presses in to touch him. And it wasn't like she tur- he turned around and laid his hands on her or did anything that was an exploit. Mm-hmm. She drew from that presence, that, that the presence of the 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 whole the dunamis that came through that abiding, resonant presence within him, and and he knew that, and that's 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 the power to me. And if we just had like a three wing circus all the time, where angels were manifesting themselves and all these things were happening all the time, I, I just don't think that it. it it would have been anyway I'm no you're i agree i agree and i i just am very thankful because there are those types of bombastic visitations there are those seasons in god where he is just visiting and you drink that in he's visiting in an unusual way but then there's the valley and then there's the, the there's the the uh, the the challenging point in the wilderness, and then there's what about the cloud by day and the fire by night? You know, the presence of God that actually accompanied them through all of that. Mm-hmm. I think they had to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I do think, though, that God's trying to teach us a lot about the the embracing the timing, which is what the church should do, and to be able to discern the timing and partner with God in the timing, uh, because that, to me, is, you know, in, in life, that's maturity. You know, to everything, there's a season, mm-hmm. but... There's there's a time to play, and there's a time to stand. And there's a time to listen, and there's a time to speak, and there's a time to intercede in tongues, and there's a time to interpret, and there's a time to prosuke. You know, there, those are all distinct times and many other things. And, you know, if, you, if you're just addicted to a certain type of thing, and if that's not happening— you ain't happy, and then you tell people that, you know, you're missing God because this isn't happening. Um, that's, <coughs> that's a challenge, and we have to – so that's why I, I say – and you have to really obey God because, you know, if you if he tells you to go into a place – and you don't feel that gratification by what by what happened while you were there you may not be disposed to go back there but there are places that god as you go where you're fulfilling something that's necessary for his um his his development of his kingdom and it may not be 
something that's going to get people standing and cheering. So, you know, but that's the key. You know, you want to make sure you know that you're where God wants you to be. And, um, you know, sometimes, admittedly, when you go and you're the guest of a person, they may set an agenda for you that is noble or ambitious or gracious or or kind but it may not include things that god really wants you doing i'm not saying that happened on this trip that's not why i'm saying that but i know i've gone into places and i've gone to speak in places that people have set and i appreciate all their kindness and i'm thinking these people don't have any interest at all in here <laughs> i'm dishing out here um and you just have to you just have to be wise enough to know there there's another day. Lord, use this in some way. But um, uh, we're we're just seeing God move in a lot of different ways now. So discerning what's happening, and not trying to bring a marching band into a into a recital. I mean, you 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 can't do that. I know. I think that's why one of the things I'm I'm so thankful for is just through this walk of of learning about relationship and pursuing the Lord and because you go into one of those places and I've I've had that happen too where okay we're going to send her here and him here and 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 then you get there and you think this is just like being in a foreign land but um, I think God wants to give us. Um, an anointing or um, I guess an anointing to be able to bring a message that can break whatever that yoke is of of um, bondage or resistance or just the complete unaware because you go in and you begin to speak the language and you and they're just generally not going to get it. So you have to go in and just be as simple simple as you can and just, I guess, and you, I've seen you do this so many times and just speak into their purpose and, and, and affirm that purpose within the body and, and just let it build from there. But that's not always an easy thing because a lot of times you go in with a message that's prepared and so often, I mean, that message has to fly by the wayside because... They're not going to hear it. Anyway, we are totally, like, digressing here. I don't even know that this is chit-chat. I think this just, you said rambling this. Maybe that's. Yeah, let's bring it back around. Let's bring it back. But one of the things that you said that made me me think of something, and that is you were talking about you've got to obey God. And, um, you know, the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And in sacrifice, I mean, you, you bring your sacrifice, and that's your heart. And, and we all have to, to go before the Lord and bring, be that living sacrifice. But then you think about obedience, and you can't be obedient if you're not hearing the Lord. You can't be obedient if you're not seeing him. If, you're not, if you don't know him to know what he's leading you into and that you must be obedient in. So that obedience is better than, greater than sacrifice because that obedience comes through the relationship mm-hmm. and 
So I just had never really thought of it that way. Well, that's a good message. For yeah, you. and that's a good message. But you just think obedience is just doing, I don't know, I just, I always, you know, we walk in obedience, but how do you obey if you're not hearing the command? How do you obey God? It's easy to obey man, and I can be obedient like that, but um, <clears throat> to obey God, we got to be able to hear him. we got to be close enough to be able to hear him. Yeah. So what else do we need to talk about? <laughs> Well, um, since people are paying the big bucks for this broadcast, yeah, I know subscription fees. They may want, not want to re re up at the beginning of the year. Um, Don't forget to submit your first Saturday word this last first Saturday of 2019. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, you know. We look back on this year of grace and we, we really do give thanks as sons for the many things God has opened and many advances that he's brought and many uh, measures of understanding of his word that have been unveiled. Uh, and we, we look forward to going into this year of wisdom uh, from this foundation of grace and seeing God reveal his ways to us in a, uh, a manner in which we've not seen to this point. Again, I just have to give thanks to the spirit of truth because only God could um, lead us in this line upon line way, the way he does. Um he he's taken us into a new dimension and he's coordinated his timetable our growth what we've learned by his spirit and he's put those things all together meticulously in leading us into a new understanding as we're serving in a new way in new theaters of operation that have built uh, upon one another it's it's masterful to see the way God has 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 tr done this, and um, so you know, I'm looking forward to the to the way God's wisdom is going to be manifested in combination with this heightened measure of grace. And um, you know, I was looking at just the the schedule of things that we have coming up in the new year that we know about. It's uh, it's phenomenal the varied things that God is going to have us doing in this year. That they are divine appointments that are not just scheduled dates, but amazing responsibilities, and somehow they're all connected. Somehow they're all going to build upon each other and we have a rudimentary understanding of what our responsibilities are right now but just um, to wonder about how God's going to lead us through all these is it's an amazing thing because it's going to 
require our development in a heightened way. There are going to be points of obedience and direction. Um, uh, and, and here's the other thing. You know, the schedule is crammed right now. But there's one thing that we've learned over the years that when you enter the year and you've got things listed, that does not include the number of suddenlies that you know are going to be uh, unveiled by the Lord. Um, you know, one of the ones that that I know God is, is going to be developing is this ministry to the the college kids, the younger ages. And, you know, we've talked about Elisha's coming. That's happening. But, you know, it's like God has not, he's not said, okay, schedule this, schedule this, schedule this. It's like it's, it, and, and with that, it's almost going to have to be a visitation of some sort, a groundswell of some sort. But that's going to be in the mix of all of this. Um, you th- you think about the the things that are going to be happening in Europe, the things that are going to be happening in South America, which there are amazing things that are going to be happening uh, uh, that we know about right now. Um, and just thinking about what the prospect of what God is going to do. It's 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 phenomenal. West Virginia, Ohio, that major thing for our nation and for the spiritual um, storehouse that's there. That's amazing. So, and then you know, I'm not mentioning all of them. I'm just saying those are kind of new things that are already planning, planned, and and are being interceded about. Yeah, as you talk about that, I, I, it, it is very exciting to look into the new year. And I, I just got a quickening in my spirit about that because as earlier when we were talking, the Lord just quickened me to specifically today to pray for our president and to pray for the administration and to pray for the chaos that's happening in Washington, um, to pray f- to pray for our leaders and 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 so as you were just talking you know we have this moment and and that's what we have right now is this moment we have the vision and we look towards the vision but the most important thing for us is to apply ourselves to the moment and and we talk about wisdom and how god is going to begin to lay these things out for us i think we need to be seeking wisdom every day i think about how he would have us to pray about you know specific things he would have us to pray for and of course we pray for um in the spirit and 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 that's just a given but you know seek the lord every day about just specific things he wants you to to make supplication for and bring that prosuke because um, like you said, right now we're praying for those things that are coming because the intercession, in so many ways, um, is where the the contending happens to see it open and to see the manifestation of the Lord uh, 
triumph. That's, that's so true. Yeah, so we have today. So don't forsake the calling of intercession and, and um, who we are and what he's called us to do today. And, yeah. Well, I remember when you said that, you know, the, the grace and prosuke uh, emphasis that the Spirit has given that has really drawn us into a deeper dimension of walking grace. I remember how that, uh, when you said that, I remember how that the, the Spirit first led us into that. There was so much malarkey going on regarding, you know, the left and probably ignorant Christians who were just damning the president and damning the country and using their giftings to malign and to welcome every evil work. And it just became, it, it was an irritation to my spirit and to my mind. And so I thought, you know, we need to pray, uh, I mean, we need to pray for our administration. And so when I looked into that passage um, about praying for those that have rule over you, the Spirit highlighted that prosuke, and then he highlighted the connection between supplication and prosuke. And, but, but the thing God used to draw us as a network into that and into the fuller applications was what was going on in our, in our government. And I think that if we really do believe that we are the ecclesia, the God's governing voice on this earth, then we, we need to know that what you just said is part of our obligation. And we, we need to be praying and in hearing and making our declaration and our, our request of, from that declaration uh, over the president and over his family and over the administration. And, um, but it was, it was that that God used to lead us into this measure of prosuke. It's First Timothy, First Timothy two. I exhort, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks, be made for all men, for kings, and for all that that have authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Yeah. And all good, good godliness and honesty. That's where I was this morning when I was communing with the Lord, and you know, not just because I, I saw something on social media that said, oh gosh, the Democrats are doing this. This has been an ongoing thing, and I don't really pursue it because it it it, it upsets me. Um, but what? the Lord just really quickened in me. I want you to prosuke. I want you to speak into this specifically today. And, and that has to be the spirit of the Lord because I've got a thousand other things on my mind. And I, you know, we're 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 just coming back. We're reflecting on what God has just done in Belgium, and and there's so many things on the horizon to focus on. But that's just that, that was a word of wisdom that God gave this morning, and we have to be obedient to that. Yeah, and in, in the very end of that verse, that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life. That's that is not what those on the other side of this want no they want rebellion they want they want resistance they want <laughs> protest and you know it's it's not that it's 
it's not that there is that there is not a place for um, social protest. You 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 need to have that, but when it involves violence and people being beat up and hurling curses and insults, I mean that's that's different, you know. And I I sometimes I think about um, the wisdom that Gandhi had, and that then was championed by Martin Luther King, um, where they had peaceful resistance. And it, it takes it. <coughs> you think about what our Lord did when he walked, and as a sheep before his shears was dumb. I mean, you you want to maintain the peace of the Lord at all times, and um, uh, you know, even when David had issues with Saul, he didn't go wheels off when. Um, you know, when Paul was accosted by the high priest and Paul then doubled back and apologized, I, I, I forgive me, I didn't recognize you were the high priest, I would not have said, you know, and there are illustrations like that. Well, Jesus himself, when they were persecuting him and beating him, he, did, he just kept silent. As a sheep before its shearers, yeah. I, I saw this this morning, and, and this, I just had never really thought of it this way, and I can't take credit for it. But it says, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway. The fact that the Democrats are more angry at Donald Trump for looking into Joe Biden's corruption than they are at Joe Biden's corruption tells you everything that you need to know. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there's not even one measure of emphasis on the actual corruption that was being trying to be unveiled. Now, the way he went about it is is a whole other topic, but um, but yeah. <laughs> the well, fact the, that they're not even focusing on that. Yeah, anybody anybody with any sense knows that this is a political ploy that's going on right now. It's just so much noise to try to distract from the booming economy and the other good things that are happening. Now, some will hear this and they'll get really irritated. They'll get, dare I say, triggered because we just said that. Well, I can tell you I've been around long enough. When I was young, when I was first coming into understanding, uh, I, I could see what was happening with Nixon. And I could see that, you know, what he did was wrong in trying to cover up and trying to lie and and he you know he should have been removed from office mm-hmm. and that was a republican mm-hmm. so it it just takes we're going to have to be saints no matter who's in office and we're going to have to say what's right and what's wrong and i'm telling you what's going on right now in our country and in other nations i mean we we elected not to go through Paris on our way back because the Lord said not to. And there were horrific riots in Paris again on the weekend. And, you know, France is a lovely nation. I mean, it's not like they're incarcerating people by the thousands who don't believe politically the way they the the ruling class does it's just people wanting to to be 
jerks Mm -hmm. and to do damage. Mm -hmm. And there's always that. And if you look to see where that's happening, you'll find the extension of the wrong viewpoint. Wherever that's happening, you see that. And, you know, I don't I don't really see any any uh, conservative riots going on right now. I don't see that. I guess it's just it's very disheartening to think that we we ha- we can acknowledge that that this attack is coming against a stand of what God's doing in our nation for righteousness. I mean, period. I mean, they're they're trying to totally just tear that down, the progression forward into building our country back into what it was originally intended to to stand upon, the foundation of it, which is righteousness, which is a God-fearing nation. And, and you know, it's like an apple's an apple. It's like there's not even, there's not, there's not even any comparison there. It's just the corruption that has come up over the years through the administration that is just totally not ever even addressed because the agenda has been so liberal and taken us down that path of of just tolerance and well we all know where we were but i mean it's just it's just so uh, the reality that it is coming against what god is trying to do in our country through i mean it could be through any man but so really, as saints, we need to be praying for God's agenda. Yes, and for righteousness to rule in our and, land again. And if you think God's agenda is to tear someone out of the White House and create chaos in our country through that, you better think again. That's right. I mean, what I see That's right. is that the rights of Christians have been established. What I see is that there has been a quelling of the rise of just anything goes and um and what i see is is a championing of the right to speak the word of god and you know there's jokes there's people make jokes today about we're coming into christmas and you know you can say merry christmas again and you know you you, you we can say that Listen, I remember five years ago when you weren't allowed to say that. Do you remember those days? Yeah, yeah. I remember when the, 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 the media and the, the, the more progressives were saying, we, we're not a Christian nation. That's, that's threatening me to say Christ. Well, what's the holiday? It's the birth of somebody. No, it's not. It's just a holiday now. It's just a social thing. No, it's not. And so if, if, if there was nothing else that was accomplished in these past few years, to be able to just know that no, there's not some major stream to get rid of Christ in Christmas, that would be a blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, you know, there are people that are hearing this and they're just getting ticked because we're saying this. You're too political, but... The only reason they're saying we're too political is they've gone hog wild the other way. This is not about being political. This is about being an intercessor in the courts of heaven that 
standing on behalf of God's purpose and him restoring our land. That's what this is about. Yeah. And if you're a Christian and you don't see that, I'm sorry if you're offended. But for God to reestablish, restore our nation back into the foundation of a God-fearing nation that stands on behalf of righteousness, mm-hmm. then be offended. Because there's no other way to look at it. And and if, if we can't see this as as the enemy coming against that measure of righteousness, then we're blind. This is, it's just. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to prophesy here. Okay. You mind if I prophesy? No, Can I borrow your it. prophetic hat for a moment? Would you like it? Well, that's not really a prophetic hat. It's a, you, I wish we it had a video be. here. It's a nice toboggan Everybody's hat. Everybody's going to wonder. It's got this gigantic ball on his, top that's as big as my this head. ball on there. Yeah. It's like you, you've got uh, the girl with two brains. You have to have another hat for your brain. Your <laughs> well, brain. I, w- I want one that has two But balls. it's cute. It's a nice little hat. I like that. It's warm, and it's my head. It's warm, and your head is needing warmth. <laughs> I knew before this last election that we were hurtling toward the time of the end, and I think everybody else knew that, too. And I knew that the where our country was going, we were up the creek, up the creek. without a paddle. That's West Virginia turn up the creek, 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 creek. Use more descriptors when we say that. Yeah. Well, I, I, watch this because I know Pastor Larry has tender ears. Um, but I knew that this was going to be a window of opportunity. Yeah. You that. that was gonna it was gonna give us freedom for a time. And I pray that it continues for another five years. I pray that it does. Because once that's gone, I fear for our country. And when America goes down, you want to see what's going to happen. (coughs) I mean, China is already a godless society. And the church is growing, thank God. But Russia... Um, the, the 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 Islamic peoples, and we love. We're not cursing is Islamic people, uh, Arabians, and those that are. But but the uh, the Islamic agenda <coughs> is not godlike, and it's I, I I pray for my grandchildren and my children. I I I don't know what's coming, but. For the things that the Bible speaks about to happen, um, this season that we're enjoying of blessing and of freedom of of religion and freedom to stand in what you believe, and I'm not talking about being bigoted, I'm not talking about uh, robbing people of their rights, I'm not saying any of that, but that we're in a narrow window, and... Um, we uh, we need to work while the, for the night's coming, and so that's I think one of the reasons why God is just stirring our abilities to go into these nations and to establish dwelling points of worship and prayer, because at some point they're going to have to stand fully on their own, because I I know that sounds dour. But you got to believe the word. And the word says there's a battle. Yeah. And so, you know, there's going to be a resurrected. All these folks that I think, where did you go to school? What 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 are you? Well, you know, what do you believe? You're, you're some kind of hybrid 
socialist, anarchist, atheist, and they detest Christians. And, and the way, you know what? Remember the Mexican president said that we're going to solve the, the cartels with, with hugs, not bullets. Remember he said that a couple of years ago. Well, how'd that work out? I mean, if you think if you think that the way we're going to establish the kingdom is to just smile at everybody and not pray for God to do His work, and you know we as Christians are just going to be docile and we're not going to offend anybody, we're just going to smile and pass out soup. I mean, is wake that, up! Yeah, is that what Joshua did when he went into the land and began to take dominion? No, and it's not what Peter everyone? said when he said, we will not leave the, the ministry of the word and prayer to serve tables. But what we do realize is that our battle is not flesh and blood. and We do, but you can see what's, you can, what, what this nation needs is not Christians to smile and tell them whatever they're doing is okay. This nation needs a visitation from the Spirit of God. That's what's coming. That's what's coming, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen, and then there's going to be All persecution. Gonna break loose. It is. I know. So, <clears throat> and if we don't recognize that, we're not really students of the word, and um, so it's great to embrace this moment where. God's Spirit is positioning and giving assignments and opportunities and raising up warriors and causing people to stand in their pockets of grace. Um, But we also need to know that we can't waste time. And and I think think one of the reasons we need to pray for administration right now is so that the agenda of God, what God wants to do, will be done. I mean, uh, and that that every bit of that will be done and that the allotted time that God has put forward for this to happen will be done. Amen. And so it could very easily be that, you know, the enemy could try some kind of nefarious work to remove the administration through assassination or for some other thing or for some kind of embroglio to come that's really true that would then soil uh, what what's supposed to happen there and you know you you look at Netanyahu in Israel they're they're threatening to impeach him right now yeah and um you you see you see that um we just have to believe that there are things that God wants done that have to be done. So we need to pray pray for that. Um, and you know, it's it's just so. Goodness, you know, we were we were getting ready to board a plane yesterday, and I had just read something about the awards at the Kennedy Center. And, um, you know, our president hasn't been able to go there, you know, to any of these celebrations. And so Mike Pompeo obviously went. He was presenting or hosting or something. I don't know what. And uh, Linda Ronstadt, who we used to hear when we were growing up, she 
She'd sang When Will I Be Loved. She did that song with... Uh, yeah, but she, you know, the Eagles used to play, were her band. Um, Don Henley and the other guys, they used to be. Yeah, I see what it is. I don't I don't really care. Um, but she got up in a wheelchair. She was being honored. She has Alzheimer's, and I'm sorry about that, but she just tore Pompeo and Trump a new one, and that's terrible. I mean, who who would, can you, can you imagine that happening? And then everybody just thought that was great. Let's just mock and ridicule those in authority. And I, I don't know what you think, but I don't think Mike Pompeo has done anything bad. I think he's done good work for us. I think he stood strong against the chaos and the mania in North Korea. I think he's he's been a good champion for American values. And to be ridiculed like that and it's like when Mike Pence a few years ago went to see Hamilton in, in New York and at the end of it while the vice president is there one of the cast people or I don't even know who it was it may have been Lin-Manuel who just ridiculed him and who does that that's despicable and they always try to throw it to say that this is Hitler-like. Whoa, somebody was stood up against Hitler. Good grief. Become a student of history before you start labeling people fascists or where you start comparing people to Hitler. I mean, good grief. Now, you've, you've hit a nerve here. Maybe it's because we got in last night at 9 o'clock and we're still on, um, we're still on European time and didn't sleep much, but... We need to pray, and there's a great year coming, but we, we've got to be really sensitive to the ways of God and what he's wanting to have done and to look at the seasons because, you know, when you placate evil, they may be your friend for a while, but it's not going to be long till they turn on the thing that you really believe in God, and then you're going to be in a quandary. Because you're either going to stand for the Lord or you're going to give it up and go over to them. And um, so we choose to stand for God. And you're right. I do look at the time. We're past time. Oh, Robin's just trying to get in there. And Robin's trying to get in there? Yeah. <laughs> get in where? She's trying was... to get in to, to do her job. Oh, and I just told her that we weren't okay, finished. Well, I, okay. No, that's that's a good way to end. We're pray, done. Pray for the administration and give thanks for them. Yes. Because one of the things that is really um, touched me is the way that they have continued on with the business at hand in the midst of all this, all of this chaos and and all the things that have come against them. I mean, I'm thankful for Mike Pence and for who what he represents before the Lord. I'm I'm, I'm thankful for the the new um, Supreme Court justices that have come under such horrible affliction just from being nominated and, and positioned so Rama's trying to get in she's moving she's and moving. shaking I think okay. she might be on her break we're gone now <laughs> adios amigos we'll see you tomorrow night Wednesday night live bye <laughs>